Welcome, welcome, welcome. Day one, views from section 400, Bulmas special. It is a, just a joyous time, so to speak, to be on topic with the holiday season at section 400 here as we kick off our holiday special, 12 Days of Bulmas. Day number one starts now. Brian, what is this all about? Yeah, Matt, you kind of mentioned it. it's the best time of the year. We've got 12 days, more than 12 guests. We got about 15 guests coming on. College football, NFL talk, NBA Christmas Day. And it's all going to end with one massive live show of us reacting to hopefully our Washington Huskies taking down the Texas Longhorns and moving on to the college football playoff. We'll see what happens. It's going to be a lot of fun. But today, before we get to Washington, before we get to the NFL, we got to talk about the James Madison Dukes. Bowl eligible. Bowl eligible. We didn't think they'd get there. The NCAA decided they wanted to be fun. So we have on a very special guest, Mr. Dylan Waterman, JMU alum. Dylan, how's it going? Folks, hey, I had to, I had to slide on the turbo glasses when we we're talking about JMU football. Had to be done. Brings, brings you back to, uh, to Harrisonburg, Virginia, as PFT likes to call it the Paris, France of Northwest Virginia. Um, but yeah, guys, I am hey, long, long time listener, first time guest. I'm I'm excited. I'm excited here. Love it, man. Love the uh first time, long time. One of my all-time <laughs> favorite radio quotes when the 60-year-old, you know, W fan or WIP guys call in first time long time it's always that's 97.5 right there i just oh yeah dude the south jersey the the delco you can you can just hear it right there you can just hear it through the uh, they get fired up for a man and it's always like some rock hard flyers fans so so it's just unbelievably ridiculous but yeah like we talked about, Dylan, obviously you went to JMU taking on Air Force, but JMU made the jump into the FBS from the FCS. If you guys have watched our previous pods, you know Brian and I go back and forth on FCS football. He hates it, thinks nobody cares about it. Um, and it's been some electric football, obviously. I got a lot of family who went there. Dad played for the program. So I take Villanova football uh, pretty serious. Love getting fired up for the games. And, uh, yeah, I think FCS football is a fine product. They get some good games, some decent talent out of there. Maybe not always in the NFL, but it's good football. So, Brian, kick rocks. This is what we got going on. FCS, JMU, promoted into the FBS. And not only promote, like, you see these teams make jump and they might be, like, horrible. JMU's been just putting on a clinic at the next level. Uh, I mean, almost put up an undefeated season this year. They've been pretty electric since making that move up into uh, the FBS level. And they're ranked and playing in a, in a, in a you know, bowl game. So, and they're, they're, I think less than five years removed from FCS football, if, I, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah, this is the second season. Second, second season. Second so season. there we go. Second season. Crazy. I don't want to hear it out of you anymore, Brian. I can't wait till Villanova makes the jump and beats Auburn. How unbelievable would that oh, be? That would be the no. worst day of your life. It's unbelievable I, because it would never happen. Well, we, we will see. We will see. You better hope, hope so. We're still young, man. 
But uh, back to the game on hand. Dylan, I know JMU was in the FCS your time there, but you went back for game day this year, which was obviously the FBS. Um, was the atmosphere any different, more electric, less electric? Do they implement any restrictions on campus to restrict tailgates? What's the vibe down there? And, uh, you know, people just love their their ball in uh, Harrisonburg? Yeah, um, people do. The townies love their ball. The townies love their ball in Harrisonburg. The tailgate scene, when I was a sophomore there, there used to be, like, massive frat lot. Um, it was rowdy as shit there. And then towards the end of our my sophomore season there, I'd not play on the team, no. My, when I was a sophomore there, uh, some, some, like, drunk asshole threw a full bush light can at a cop's head, at a cop's head at the tailgate. That ruined it. That literally ruined tailgates for, like, my rest of the time there. Um, you literally, like, couldn't tailgate, like, anywhere – like students, you kind of just had to like go to like houses and shit. Um, so that ruined it. The tailgates were electric though. Like my freshman and sophomore year, they were electric. Um, thanks to that jag off though, for ruining it for everyone. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, when I went back, I so they had when I was a sophomore there. Uh, we had game day, and then we played Nova. The game day I went back for last month, like, absolutely blew it out of the water. Like, blew it out of the water. Like, just the energy. The energy around when I went back as a 26-year-old, going back to the college campus with the, with the, with the fellas, um, <laughs> it was unreal. Like, we, were, we got into the – we snuck our way into the pit of game day. So, we are like, right on the ass of the stage. We were, like, met that close – yelling at McAfee and Herb Street the entire day, entire morning. Um, just the energy. No, vibe vibe in the town, vibe like around campus, just like insanely different, like 10 times better than when I was a sophomore there. But yeah, FBS football is like, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to come out, Matt. I'm going to come out as I might be Team Brian here. Like when we were just like as an experience, like we were literally, I know I'm ranting right now, but I have a lot to say about JMU football and these classes. When we were like there, we didn't give a flying fuck about the games unless it was a playoff game. And even then, it was kind of just like, do we even go to the game kind of deal? Like, I personally didn't give a rat's ass when we were beating like Norfolk State, like 88 to seven, you know, just like, but like we were a wagon. We were a wagon even in the FBS or FCS. Sorry. Um, I didn't think we would be a wagon like the first two years in the FBS, that's crazy. That that'll end my rant. But yeah, it's uh pretty nuts. Pretty nuts. Yeah, I mean they, they weren't only a wagon winning games, they were a betting wagon too. I think they that covered too, the spread yeah. the first seven games. That was a lot of I wanna go back to the point you made about a guy randying a beer at a cop's face. Oh my god. The amount like there is not an amount of alcohol I could drink. Where I'd be like, let me let me just chuck a beer right at a cop right here. Yeah. I don't know the story of like, did they just like randomly throw it or not? All I know is it hit a cop in the head. It's just like <laughs> worst case scenario. Worst absolutely scenario. worst case scenario. Oh my God. Like this lot, this wherever the lot was, it was just crazy. It was like absolute mayhem for students. It was awesome. And then we didn't get to enjoy it our last two years. So you hate to see it, boys. You hate to see it. 
Yeah, no, that's definitely tough. Um, but you did mention JMU being a wagon, obviously, the betting wagon, just winning games, being undefeated up until, unfortunately, that game day game. Brutal. But first time I was in the stadium, by the way, in four years, they they blew the undefeated season. Ugh. It's a tough drive home that next morning, Bri. Yeah, I, I can't imagine that. Was, well, I can't imagine that because I had to drive home after the Iron Bowl. I was watching on TV. I know Jack <laughs> was there, but that was a tough game, too. But moving on to, I mean, JMU just being good, obviously that's going to bring coaching changes. That's going to bring people wanting to move on to bigger and better places. So I was told by an inside source to ask you a question about a certain scandal going on at the JMU oh. facility here. Oh, boy. Uh, w- would you like to tell us about Peanut Butter Gate? Peanut, yeah, this is uh, this is Peanut Gate. <laughs> this, uh, <laughs> this is a good one, fellas. This uh, this dates back to. Let me see. I had it up. This dates back to 2018, 2018. I was probably a junior. I was probably a junior. Um, this is when Mike Houston. Mike Houston was the coach before Kurt Signetti's goofy ass um he left he took the job at charlotte i think he char i thought he was ecu but i guess he took the job at charlotte then and from a burner account <laughs> that i will not reveal so basically i made up this this thing called peanut gate it's weird as fuck from a burner account someone on twitter tweets jmu's mike houston is expected to become the new head coach at hashtag charlotte this guy named Russell <laughs> replies to Bruce and he says, terrible move for Mike Houston, completely underselling himself, keep dominating at JMU and much bigger things await. To which I reply from a burner account that no longer exists. <laughs> trying to cause a ruckus. I'm trying to cause a ruckus here. I say, good riddance if you ask me, Russell. Mike totally lost the ru- Totally lost the locker room this year. Heard rumblings from beat writers and an anonymous player that after Thursday practices this year, he made the team strip down to their jocks and bathe in peanut butter while he blogged about it. (laughs) Russell, Russell replied. I forgot what he said. He just said like, he actually believed it. He replied like as if I was a real person, not some jag off from a burner account. But that's what it was. That's peanut gate right there. Making up that uh, the former coach used to make them bathe in peanut butter in the locker room. That's unbelievable, dude. Yeah, I mean, that's really... All me and my friends, just, I was like, I kind of went on with it for the next like two weeks, like tagging like Herb Street and shit. Just... So drunk, drunken, drunken tweets from an, an old burner account. What was the goal of Peanut Butter Gate? <laughs> I I don't know. I honestly was just like, you know, the feeling though when your coach, when a coach just like doesn't get fired, a coach of your team just leaves. Yeah, I just want to like cause fuckery. I don't know. That's I think that was what I wanted. Like Herb Street to like respond to it maybe. I wanted people in the college football world to like 
catch wind of it and see see you how to see it on ESPN. <laughs> yeah, like can you imagine? And then like I just kind of wanted to. I, I don't know. I think me and my friends are like, let's see how far we can like take this. Let's see how far we can get it to go. Uh, when someone decides to, <laughs> when someone decides to try out a bullpen on a cop, you kind of need to find a way to have some fun during the football season. So. Exactly, exactly. So, I don't know. So this, I was like my third. Or I think that was my first experience with a JMU coach leaving. So it probably hit me hard back then. I was probably just like off, like a an old English tall boy deep. And just thought I would just fired it off, just fired it off in the living room. I love it. <laughs> well, I would think, uh, I would think that, that maybe the goal was, uh, uh the Charlotte uh, athletic director saw it and was like, we, we can't hire this guy. And then, uh, you know, he just stays at JMU, or maybe then it causes a ruckus at JMU and he ends up getting fired regardless. So I know he really could have stirred up a big freaking ruckus there dude i definitely was probably going for trying to like get our athletic direct director to see it <laughs> players to see it and just be like what the fuck just <laughs> call who's, who's this fucking asshole yeah but it's the burner account man so uh it would yeah, you be gotta... also we're not we're not doing like for those at home we're not doing illegal things on this burner account we're just tweeting bullshit like this that's all we're doing all in good fun i, I think everyone has a burner account nowadays kevin durant there's no problem with it man sometimes you want to be incognito there's yeah. nothing wrong with that at all there's nothing wrong we, with we that can put all. our browser in incognito we, we got to be able to put twitter in, in incognito yeah. you know? this is the part of the podcast we got to find a way to hide from elon musk here Elon, you didn't hear shit. Yeah. yeah, Elon, keep uh keep worrying about the other shit you're doing in your life. You're killing yeah. it, buddy. Tesla's um, are blowing up. But let's yeah, let's get back on track here, man. Yeah, this isn't uh, this isn't a Tesla show. But uh, yeah, I mean, bowl eligible JMU, eleven and one. Obviously, just missed out on the undefeated season. Taking on Air Force, who's had a nice nice year. Um, I, I, I want to say I bet on Air Force a little bit, and they relatively covered. Um, I don't remember if the offense was amazing. I thought they had a pretty solid defense. But uh, either way, I know JMU's defense is always up to par and ready to go at all times. And the offense can obviously score where they put up big numbers in a big way. So, uh, yeah, Lockheed Martin, Armed Forces game. Obviously favors uh, Air Force a little bit, being uh, you know a military a military uh, branch of the United States government, and uh, yeah, it's obviously named after a military branch, so um, might favor them a little bit there. I don't know if the script will be in, but JMU's definitely up for this game and this battle, so I definitely uh, think it should be a good one. Um, JMU, obviously Jordan McLeod, thirty four hundred yards. Nice round number there for us, too. Don't have to have, like, a weird nine or a three on the end. So, nice nice round, 3,400 yards, 32 TDs, nine interceptions, and tacked on eight rushing TDs. So, I think that's pretty electric. Um, obviously, he's going to be ready to play come that game. But, yeah, I mean, some of the other guys, Dylan, Kalen Black, Tyshawn Walton, uh, Elijah Surratt, Reggie Brown. I mean, there's some electric playmakers on the team, and they obviously air the ball out. But uh, kind of like Brian said in the notes and said before, it's the Sun Belt and it's the Fun Belt, man. There's points everywhere and it's always electric. But 
if you had to give a read, though, how are these guys or these boys, these players going to, uh, you know, perform when they're out there going up against the Air Force? Love everything about our passing attack, honestly. That was just, like, the best part to watch. And, like, if you're if I was ever, like, not able to get to a screen during a Saturday to watch ESPN Plus, you know, or at a bar, we're, a lot of our games are on ESPN Plus, I, you just get the notification, like, one after another, like, 47, Jordan McLeod, 47-yard passing touchdown. Ten minutes later, it's a 52, and so on and so on. I, I think we're, like – we're going to sling it all over these people. Our Air Force Academy. These people. I have some hot takes. About, I have some hot takes about Service Academy uh, athletics, but we'll get into that when we get into Air Force. Um, but yeah, it sucks that my only the only thing that sucks about this game is that it's our last. It's literally our last game with McLeod. Last game with McLeod. I don't know what his like. Maybe he's like. I think he's just transferring, honestly, because our coach is out. That's kind of my only thing. And he's this is like his, his this is his third time transferring in his college career. So he's using those uh, those COVID years to his to his advantage for sure. But I don't know. I'm liking where we're at. I like the minus three. I like the minus three. I know we're not into the the pick portion yet, but I like the number. I think we can put up. I think we can put up points against them. I, I I honestly haven't watched a snap of Air Force football this year, so we're gonna yeah, have to no. we're gonna have to get into the 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 lab soon and watch some Air Force football. Yeah. I, I love the uh, the air raid on the Air Force. It just has a nice ring to it there. The air raid on the Air Force. There we go. But you know, speaking of Air Force, they love to run the ball. And if there's one thing I know about you, Jack, it's you love some good old fashioned run the ball football. So you want to give us a little preview on the Air Force Falcons heading into this one? Yeah, I mean, uh, the, like you said, they run the football. Everybody loves a team who hits hard, plays gritty, bites his kneecaps, as Dan Campbell always says. Love that line. I'd probably say it every other podcast, but I love a gritty football team. I really do. Um, and this team, this team's all about it. They implement the fullback. Fullback happens to be the leading rusher on the team. So you know I love to see that. Um, I think that they have a really good shot to win this game. Uh, like, like we said, it's not time for the picks yet, but when we get there, uh, you know, you'll see who I go with. Well, I mean, I think, I mean, I think, I think that's it. it. Yeah. We can kind of jump right into the predictions right now, but, uh, yeah, kind of, kind of hearing that preview real quick there. It, uh, it looks like. Obviously, Air Force, big running team, so they're probably going to want to control the clock, waste time, and keep this to a low-scoring game. Um, so maybe a, maybe an underplay is on the cards for whatever this total is. Uh, I definitely I definitely know the – I mean, you know, it seems like all the service academies uh, are, are very run-heavy, right? You got Navy, Army, both game, both teams are always very run-heavy. Uh, run in um you know especially the army navy game and now we look at air force who's obviously very run heavy as well so look for them to try and control the clock try and slow the pace of play and uh really just control control that time you know and, and maybe try to force a turnover and that could be the key difference is the team that uh you know holds on to the ball more and one or two turnovers could really could really flip the game uh the other way um and i i 
to jump into predictions, I guess I'll, I'll kind of go first. I like JMU to cover the spread here. I think they're the more talented team, have have a better roster, um, and, and they just kind of like you touched on, Dylan, the offense is so electric. I mean, they can sling the ball all over the place. And to, to, to touch on the quarterback, McLeod, he's entering the transfer portal but playing this game. So he's going to want to put on a showcase for any – this is going to boost his stock. This is the difference from going to maybe a lower level, you know, SEC or ACC or whatever team to maybe maybe this guy goes in place for Auburn next year. Who are their uh, who are their uh, QB prospects? So that could be the difference in uh, in there. But um, yeah, I mean he's definitely going to want to put a showcase on for for whoever's watching. As uh, he's in, there's no other reason why he would be playing is but to put on a showcase to try and see. But uh, I like JMU to cover the spread. I like to see you know. It, Possibly cover it handedly because I just think they have a more explosive offense. Air Force is just going to try and run the ball. And if they have to get into a shootout where they have to sling the ball, I think they're going to struggle because JMU's defense is obviously pretty elite. So after that, I'll kind of, uh, I guess, jump to you, Jack. Let's hear your prediction. Then we'll get one from Brian. And the JMU alum himself can close us out with the JMU prediction or an Air Force prediction. We'll wait and see what he's got. Yeah, I know, you know, you heard me talking about how much I love teams that run the ball, uh, gritty teams, but this is a service academy team. They're naturally, or I should say traditionally, not great at football. Uh, Very disappointing in a lot of aspects. We talked about JMU, how explosive this offense is. I think they cover the three points easy. I mean, that's that's what I'm going to take. You can, I don't like pushes, as you always say. I'll push it out to three and a half. I mean, I'll 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 take the extra like you know half a point on that. Um, I, I bet they cover this by you know a couple six seven points. Yeah, I like them by a touchdown as well. But uh, Brian, what do you got here, man? Yeah, before I make my pick, you know me by now. I have to have to give you a little bit of my reasoning. So first off, I'll I'll touch on your Auburn kind of I guess comment or slight there. So next year they got they got a nice four star recruit Walker White coming in, and he's gonna be good. Pure the sole fact that those memes, those Heisenberg memes about him cooking next year, like he has to be good. So I have full faith in him. I mean, McCord might be a great quarterback, or McLeod might be a great quarterback, but Walker White's gonna be the guy. And then for my pick, you know, you can throw all the analysis out the window for this game at some point. You just look at a game of football and say, how do I want this game to go? And I want this game to be a high-scoring, fun game and not run the ball, clock management, all this nonsense where JMU barely touches it. So JMU is going to beat the shit out of the Air Force Academy. I'm sorry to all you service people out there. JMU's winning this game 35-13. to 13. I'm taking them minus 21 on the alt line. Oh, be ah. out. Nuts on the table, brother. <laughs> all right. Folks, this is what I got from our field trip back to Harrisonburg, Virginia. I actually got this at the basketball game uh, the night before game day. What does that say? We're going to show show your colors proud and true. Brian, you just showed your colors proud and true. You got some purple on the inside of you, my friend. But no, yeah. I mean, you got to – you just got to lay – you got to put your checking account on minus three. You really do because just like – we're, I, I cannot stand service academy football. <laughs> I love, 
all the respect in the world, all the respect in the world, what they're doing for our country. Also, you know, you got some, you got some fucking hosses playing, playing sports while also going to a service academy. It is so goddamn boring to watch. I'm, I'm like, why is the over on, why is the total 41 and a half? That's what sketches me out. That's the only thing, like, I wouldn't touch this total with a 10 foot pole because why is it that low? It's just gross. It's very low. Just like, because like you said that they, what, you said Air Force averages 26 a game or they give up 26 a game. They give up 20. So they like to run the ball, but the issue is when they can't run the ball well, that defense is just not very good. Okay. And they, they can't throw, like. Air Force usually throws, right? <laughs> usually, but this year they just do not. Okay, yeah. So maybe that's it. <laughs> I think we I think with that with that being said, I think we just like we're just gonna beat the brakes off of them. Like they're gonna put up like 10, 10 points max, and we'll probably we'll probably put up like like twenty-eight minimum, I think. And that's where the total creeps in. That's where our where our friends in Vegas know all, I guess, where like who's gonna you know what's gonna give, but dude, yeah, like they're Matt. I I wasn't even thinking about that too. I was like, what? Like, why the fuck is McLeod even playing? It's like he he has to put on a show. He's looking to do so. I mean, it's a showcase yeah. game for him. What is Air Force playing for? Just the the only thing they have in their favor is because it's the Lockheed Martin Armed Forces Bowl. So they'll yeah. obviously probably have a lot of uh, service members there to cheer them on, probably at the cost of the taxpayer, but they will have them shuttled in there uh, watching the game. So that's kind of the only thing I think they have going in their favor, but they, uh, their players don't really have, you know, any kind of reason to go hard other than it is the service Academy. So that's just, you know, discipline, integrity, and kind of self-respect, so to speak. They are playing uh, for the, yeah, they're playing for the man to their right. And the man, the guy that left, obviously. Exactly. So that's how they'll come out fired up uh, for that one. But in terms of pure talent, right? Oh, in man. terms of just roster-based talent, regardless of of the uh, you know the noise in the background, so to speak, Jamie's roster is just better. They have a better defense. They have a better offense, and the quarterback uh, is looking to um, obviously put on a show because it is yeah. a showcase game for him because he's in the transfer portal. Right. So big game on the cards for him. He's he's gonna he, he's already proven he can put on a show this whole year. For so sure. why is he not going to in a game where it actually matters to uh promote his stock and maybe play in the Big Ten next year, maybe play in the SEC, maybe play in sure. the ACC. He played he was uh he came from Arizona, so he's he, you know, he's been in the, he's been in a power five. He probably wants to get back to a power five, but yep. yeah, like you said, I I wasn't even thinking about that. So now I'm like full throttle, like full let's throttle. Go, Dukes. Let's fucking go Dukes. We're going to cover full this history. We were, we, I was going to say like, we weren't like, I don't know who's getting up for this game in, in the Dukes uniform, but like they will now because like there are others in the transfer portal for sure. Also, like we, we got. I don't. I don't know if you guys know who Jalen Green is. We got to give a shout out to Jalen Green. He's an absolute filthy ass D lineman that we had. He had, he was like leading the nation in sacks when he uh, had a season ending leg injury. I 
I'm going to be fully honest. I don't know the specifics of the injury, but he literally was a, he's a first team All American. Even he only played like ten games. The season was cut short. Absolute animal. I love how though I, I was thinking earlier, all this hoorah about like all this hoopla the whole entire year about like JMU just blowing up Twitter like bowl game, bowl game, bowl game. Like not let them bowl, let them bowl. Like. We lose one game, and now all of this to play Air Force, Air Force. <laughs> in the yeah. Armed Forces Bowl. Like, this is what we get, guys. This is what we get. I'm not trying to sound – this is our first bowl game ever in JMU history, so I'm not trying to sound uh, ungrateful, but it is just hilarious. The, the ruckus we caused the entire year, all for it to end in the Lockheed Martin. <laughs> like, fuck, man. Like, it is it is a shame. I think they deserved a little bit of a better bowl game, but like you said, it's their first one. So I guess this is uh this is where they just decided to kind of place them. And if they go out and put on a show and and have a strong year next year, maybe it maybe it progresses another level. Maybe they have a game after Christmas. Yeah. But uh, Ryan, uh, Ryan, that twelve seed next year. Ryan, where Liberty is right now. Or well, in the in the next playoff format, they would be the 12 seed this year. Uh, Liberty would, so we're eyeing that. We're eyeing, de- definitely eyeing that next year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think uh, I think that kind of wraps it up uh, for Bulmas Day One. Definitely an electric episode. Obviously, Dylan, appreciate you being a part of this, taking time out of your day, out of your night. Probably have a busy night ahead of you, but taking the time to hop on the pod, hop on for Bull Miss, and talk a little JMU football as opening day of Bull Miss is a full throttle squad ride. Brian's got JMU winning by three touchdowns. Normally I'd be shaking my head, face palming, but I actually agree with them. I love the play. Love the play. Love the play. So, um, yeah, man, really appreciate you hopping on. Fellas, Absolute honor to be the first day of Bullmas. Thank you for having me on. Hopefully, uh, hopefully we can get some more guest appearances on for your guys' favorite uh, JMU alumnus in the future. But yeah, hey, uh, March Madness might come rolling around, and you guys could be in 18th. So, wow, that could be massive. Undefeated JMU Dukes basketball, folks. Hopefully, we are we are back in March. Come March or February, end of February. Yeah. Everybody who has been watching, thank you for tuning in. Obviously, thanks to Dylan for taking time out of his day and joining us. Always appreciate that. And the next three days will be split between the NFL show, some Christmas NBA thrown in there because the NBA season really starts on Christmas Day. Everybody knows that. Look out for content pertaining to that. And, uh, you know, the final day, Giants-Eagles. Brian will be fired up. I know we have some Giants fans coming on. I'm obviously going to bring the energy because they're three wins with Tommy DeVito and they are back into delusional la-la. Oh, they are, Matt. (laughs) It's unbelievable. It's so hard to to, like root for DeVito because you just know the delusional Giants fans are back now. Oh, my God. Yeah, we are. They're coming out of the woodworks. Yeah, we are. They are coming out of the woodworks. Yeah, I feel like I'm back living in Hoboken right now. Look out for the content pertaining to that because it's going to be a pretty wild episode for Christmas Day. The Giants-Eagles play on Christmas Day as well, so check out that. Going to be some great content. And then we'll wrap up Christmas week, rolling right up into the new year with 
some more college football, which obviously the games are that much more electric because New Year's weekend means the New Year's six. Obviously, we get the, uh, you know, the final four games in there as well. Texas, Washington is going to be a heater and Michigan, Alabama is just an all time head coaching battle between two elite programs and elite teams this year. So I'm excited for that one. Quick last little tidbit. I slammed at Bama money line and I'm already seeing like 90% of the public's on Bama. So Oof. we're going to, we're going to dig the grave for that one already. <laughs> I, was drunk, I was drunk at a bar. I was drunk at a bar. <laughs> Bama plus money. Um, like I said, thanks everybody for tuning in. And uh, that's all I got. Do something, David Stearns. <laughs> Go Dukes. Dukes.